Hello, and welcome back to Sarah Space. It's Sarah speaking, and I am looking out the window at a bright and cloudy. I know that sounds like an oxymoron, but it is actually bright and cloudy spring sky in the middle of May. Um, and I think it would be fair to say we are two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight weeks, if not almost eight and a half weeks into a new lifestyle. And I just wanted to, I guess, check in and share with you some thoughts and feelings I've had as restrictions are starting to um, be lifted, as isolation paradigms are starting to shift, as more and more is beginning to open and regain I guess what everyone keeps throwing out around the term normalcy. I uh, feel as though it's a great time to check in and say, moving forward from here and from what we may or may not have sacrificed or may or may not have lost or may or may not have felt, experienced, uh, witnessed and undergone in the last two and a half months needs to be done in a measured, wise kind, compassionate, patient, and thoughtful manner. Most of all, it needs to be done individually in the way that each individual feels comfortable with. And as an educator in situations in which I deal with a lot of young people at once, which of course come from a lot of families, which of course come from a lot of extended bubbles, so to speak, I'm very aware that within that that paradigm alone, there are so many people who would feel the ramifications of things done without caution and without care. I am extremely lucky in that the people that I work for and work with are beyond wise in their measured approach to going back to things. They are careful, they are cautious, and they are taking multiple, um, not even sanctioned, but just feeling from their own sense of necessity, uh, multiple measures to observe protocol that would move forward and keep everyone safe as we all start to move in each other's space in a more close environment again. And I can't help but wake up every single day thinking about how everyone must be feeling something different and probably different per experience during the day and maybe just per mood that one wakes up with. And one of the ones that comes to mind for myself is that I don't think any of us should feel guilty for having any feelings that are not quote unquote popular or um, widely spoken of or thought of at this time. If you don't feel comfortable going back to work, if you don't feel comfortable going back to school, uh, opening your own dance school again, um, whatever, <laughs> going for a run on the trail, uh, going down to Savon, then don't do it. Right now, I think that the biggest gift that we've all been given by this self-imposed um self-isolation and the sanctions that the government has imposed is the time to actually think about what works for us and our own our own unit, whether it be us alone or us with a roommate or us with some sort of partner or us with our own family, a slightly extended family if we all live in a similar dwelling. 
And no choices that you make that honor that system, that unit, that um, precious uh, familiarity, no choices that you make would be wrong. They just need to be made from a place in which you feel 100% comfortable about them. So having said that, I know that for myself, I am excited about the thought of being back in the studio with my students. I'm excited about the thought of being able to face-to-face communicate all the things I've been communicating through the computer over the last weeks. But I am nervous about how awkward it's going to feel that I'm now actually seeing them and unable to touch them and unable to hug them. I'm an incredibly tactile, touchy-feely person. And so having uh, hugs not sanctioned with anyone but my husband and my daughter for weeks upon weeks now, I am hyper aware of how when I greet people, I'm, you know, my hands are glued to my sides and it's that awkward, oh, hello, (laughs) but you're standing there as though... It's just, it's just for me personally, again, it's an individual expression. I find that odd and I find that um, awkward. Perhaps many people that used to be the recipient of my hugs are grateful to have a break from them. I'm not sure, but I don't think so because it's not as though I went up to random strangers and just embraced them heartily. Um, I feel as though I'm not going to get, be guilty about having those feelings. I'm not going to feel strange about not being able to have hands-on corrections for my students. I, it's going to feel strange. And until those types of sanctions are given a bit more leeway, I will of course respect everyone's personal space and respect the rules that are still in place, but it's going to feel strange and quite frankly, awkward. But, uh, the biggest thing is, is giving myself the space to feel whatever I feel in regards to that. I think for all of us with each other, being patient and kind is going to be paramount. I think so many people will have maybe even dramatic reactions, maybe even what we would describe as inappropriate social exclamations uh, out and about. But again, we have no idea what their background is. We have no idea where they've come from, what thought processes they've come from, who they're around, why they have the feelings they have. And, you know, these are things that we could have been more compassionate and patient about before all of this business with COVID. Uh, They are ways of being a kinder, gentler earth. And I feel as though this has actually given us pause and given us a chance to see that we don't know everything that's going on in everyone's heads and minds and feelings around us. And in respecting that, that, sorry, I'm saying that twice, um, respecting that we don't know those things gives more space for us to recognize, well, if we don't know what, what's gone on for them and we don't know how they're dealing with what they have to deal with, we should just be in the just moment. moment. Sorry about that. Now that was funny. Okay, we had a small interruption from Siri, who I guess I said something close enough to activate her. (laughs) I apologize. Siri has now left the premises and I will go back to what I was talking about, which is giving people the space to experience coming back to crowds of more than two people, um, but still 50 and under, uh, and 
trying to observe the six feet of difference, <clears throat> not difference, but space between all of us, trying to respect uh, that some people will wear masks and some people will not, and some people wear gloves and some people will, wear, will not, and recognize that really in the past when we've been out and about and someone around us has had a cold and been sneezing or snuffling or coughing, it, it was something that we probably had a visceral reaction to, maybe even a notable cerebral reaction to, and we may or may not have followed through with that reaction. But now I guess the biggest thing is recognizing that I have a chance to be my better self and either just remove myself from that situation or if that person is unfortunately so um, forward and possibly physically uh, ignorant to their their taking up of space, then I need to be I need to feel free to express myself and say, please back up. Uh, please observe the social distance rules. And if that doesn't work, then to, I guess, involve somebody with authority that can help out with that. In regards to, I do need to, I do feel like I need, not that I, I think my audience needs to be lectured on any level whatsoever, but I just from my own heart, I want to share my feelings about what seems to be occurring more and more in Vancouver anyways, with racism regarding anybody that remotely looks as though they have Asian heritage, as though they should be spat upon, verbally abused, in some cases physically abused by Caucasian people because apparently they are the cause and the reason that we have undergone all of this COVID uh, disaster in the world. Now let's talk about the fact that I just said we have no idea about anyone past the initial physical confrontation with someone. So making the assumption that by someone's facial features, by someone's skin color, that we now know exactly where they're from, exactly when they came to uh, be where they are, exactly what their intentions are. I mean, really, it's bloody absurd. And I feel as though this whole uh, resurgence of ugly racism and toxic hate has got to stop. It's just the last thing our planet needs right now. And if you're scared and you're fearful, then stay home and don't look for something to hate or blame for your, your fears. Understand that this is a worldwide problem and we're all dealing with it. Everyone, no matter their facial features, their skin color, their age, their ethnic heritage, etc. I mean, ah, sorry, it just makes me really livid actually on so many levels. So moving into um, another aspect of this is that I think that we really need to take this time to focus on ourselves and how we're moving through the changes back to a more regular schedule or a schedule that encompasses more people. I, I like the way it's called expanding your bubble uh, because being an introvert I quite often feel like I want a bubble around me that is kind and, and I would say even friendly, but that just gently says, no, thank you. <laughs> I need my bubble right now. I don't really want social interaction. I don't want FaceTime calls. I don't want phone calls. I don't want emails. I don't, I don't want anything other than, I know this sounds horrendous, but to be left alone, just to sort of do whatever it is I'm doing. Oftentimes I'm a doing sort of 
introvert in which there's something I'm busying myself with. I uh, haven't really taken the time in the last two and a half months to just have downtime. Maybe that's the influence of not having much time to do those other things <laughs> because of my lifestyle with my husband and my daughter. But either way, again, I won't uh, be guilty or, or be recriminatory with myself. That's just the way I've chosen to spend my time. And as I now recognize that my circle is going to widen and I'm, especially if I'm going back into my teaching uh, role and profession in person, well, I need to understand that my bubble is now increasing to involve those young faces, those eager young faces that must be chomping at the bit to get back to what they need to do. And I, I need to facilitate a pathway for them to find their own fulfillment and satisfaction in this journey. And uh, my, I guess my satisfaction and my fulfillment is finding that pathway. Ironically, I, I, do, I do derive great pleasure from helping. And, and helping a little bit outside the box, surprise, surprise, because that's kind of where I live. Is always, I always feel like uh, sometimes when I'm going to sleep, I have all these funny little images. I got a lot of metaphors in my head. And one of the ones that comes to mind quite often when I'm sort of smiling or giggling myself to sleep, yes, that does happen often. Sometimes I'm sharing them with my husband just as we're both nodding off. Sometimes they're just purely alone. <laughs> Uh, probably slightly disturbing his just beginnings of a sleep. I think of an image of a box uh, slightly, well, there's two boxes. There's one box that is in excellent condition with four strong rigid sides and maybe they're about two feet high and it's, it's two by two. It's a cube basically and it has no lid and the lid is, so the top is open and there are a whole bunch of people inside that box and they're smiling away. And then there's a box next to it that looks a little bit more misshapen, a little bit more higgledy-piggledy, a little bit more like it's maybe cardboard that's been left out in the dew or even one rain. And so it's a little bendy and the sides are a little bit, you know, shall we call them warped? Shall we call them? <laughs> that, that word has a connotation that I don't mean it to have, but let's just call them not perfectly rigid. Well, I'm outside that box, so you can only imagine how sometimes my thoughts at night really do make me chuckle because I, I realize, wow, I, I don't even make it inside the bendy box. I'm, I'm on the outside looking in and I'm not sad to be on the outside and I don't feel left out and no one's, you know, saying get out and you can't come in. It's, uh, it's, it's definitely self-imposed. It's, it's desired. <laughs> so I, um, I feel as though my path going back into any sort of world that was, I, I don't even like, normalcy is not really a word in my vocabulary, and I uh, don't want to go back to the way it was in, on so many levels. So I guess in, in regaining um, some of the schedule of before and some of the expectations of before, I would also like to keep my own personal goals at the forefront. And one of my personal goals is to help those around me as much as I can. If that means giving them laughter, if that means um, sharing laughter with them, so it's not necessarily a gift, it's something that we can share together. If that means uh, having time to talk or just listen, I, I feel like that is just 
my role and it makes me feel very warm and good inside and especially in these days when hugs are well they're non-existent unless they're in your immediate circle it's like a hug for my spirit so again whatever you need and whatever your ideas of moving forward are give yourself the space to have them give yourself the space to exercise them and for those of us that are goal-oriented and maybe even described as a type a personality or possibly double or triple a personality give yourself the space to recognize that you know having this whole self-imposed quarantine and you know having to do things on zoom and not having the regular schedule hasn't been so bad because you've filled your days with classes and and activities that you want to do and and the ability to work on yourself without necessarily being distracted by other presence in the room other than the person on the computer or other humans taking up space in your space or maybe it's just simply that the it's shaken your typical pathway and schedule and so your journey becomes something more invented uh, more off the cuff and thereby possibly more fulfilling and colorful and satisfying. I think that that too is something we need to address and celebrate. Uh, for those of you that are chomping at the bit to be around human beings again and to uh, be able to play and to be able to laugh with and and walk with and dance in the same room with or um, I'm trying to think of my two extrovert uh, family members and some of the things they miss, you know, have a beer with, uh, sit with. I, I, as much as that is not me, I celebrate that need because we are all so incredibly different on this planet, but we all share the humanness to just be appreciated for who we are. And I guess that's where I, I felt the greatest need to lead this particular conversation was that going back into the world with more uh, interaction and more of us around each other, hopefully there is a renewed sense of self-identity or maybe, uh, maybe the first sense of self-identity and maybe a resurgence and a renewed sense of respecting other people's identity, uh, hopefully, and perhaps a greater respect for the understanding that we don't know everything that's going on around us. And, and one image or visual cue is not a story made. It's our minds can make a story about it, but we don't know until we actually know. And last but not least, as, as a very specific segue into the dance world, I only imagine having been given the great privilege of having studio space this entire time. Thank you again, Cherise Wedding. I can only imagine how so many of you that have been confined to a small space, possibly a living room, possibly a six by three space, or maybe slightly bigger, maybe even smaller, you know, trying to navigate around furniture and bookshelves and televisions and, and maybe a brother or a sister or, or, or a bed frame or goodness knows what. I can only imagine how much you are looking forward to being in a space where you can literally stand on the spot, swing your arms at full extension side to side and not hit anybody or anything. 
and possibly move. And I know that I am going to thoroughly enjoy working with you in whatever context we need to move at this time. I also know that so many of you are probably looking forward to that face-to-face interaction where we can see what each of us is meaning by an intonation of a voice and and a, a glance and not just weird little faces in boxes on a screen. And also the idea of being able to have the inflections in our voice match the exact moment that we are experiencing that because sometimes there's a time lag as well that we have endured on Zoom. And last but not least, I have heard so many times from so many of my senior dancers, their exhaustion, and so many of my teacher, my school teacher friends as well, their exhaustion with the hours and hours spent on a computer and the expectation that they should keep you know, being enticed to enter into some other class or some other aspect of learning online. It's not, it's not ideal. It's wonderful. Uh, In my person, again, my personal opinion that the idea that we had this opportunity to learn in this way at all, as opposed to being completely separated and cut off from one another, I'm so grateful for. But I've 100% been able to choose when I'm going on and what I partake in. And if I was somebody that was, you know, being told I needed my four hours of, of mandatory Zoom school and then my two or three or four hours of mandatory Zoom dance, I don't think I would feel quite so warmly towards it. So I am empathetic and also celebrate the fact that that will be cut back, if not cut out, as time moves forward. And last but not least, as a shameless plug, my summer workshop is going ahead and I am beyond thrilled. It is something, I think I'm coming up to my 18th or 19th year of doing it. And it is something that I look forward to every single year, that seven days of working with dancers, one-on-one, close hand. Uh, and, and, and when I say one-on-one, I just mean that we are able to work um, so intensely in a smaller space with a smaller group and for the seven days in a row, which is so fulfilling. And I'm also, again, grateful to having the space to be able to do this. And although I know there's going to be protocol and rules that maybe personally make me cringe, I don't care. (laughs) I don't care. I'm willing to accept a lot of restrictions in order to move forward and find freedom right now. And I encourage you all to find that as well. Find the light shining through the darkness. Find the positivity in the many negative things that are out there to experience. Find a way of finding yourself and and who you are in the midst of this. And don't be feeling anything but just feelings when when something that could be perceived as negative washes over you. It's okay. I I feel as though so often I'm... I'm encouraging friends or students to just feel, just experience what you're feeling. Don't feel bad about it. Don't apologize. There, there is no right way of experiencing life. And it's pompous and arrogant and cruel, actually, to impose that upon anyone, in my personal opinion. On that note, I will say goodbye and I will be back again soon. 
Uh, perhaps it will be in a live form again. I'm not sure. I too have OD'd slightly about being in front of the camera. So we'll see as that transpires. And in the meantime, thank you all for joining me in Sarah's space. And I do look forward to speaking to all of you again soon. Bye-bye.